Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Business of Cyber. We've got a great show today with Ross Hosman, who is the CISO of Drata, uh, an early stage or really promising security company that does uh, security and compliance automation. Um, they just raised their Series A a few months ago and seem to be doing really well. So Ross and I talked a lot about, um, you know, of course, his background and experience and what kind of brought him to Drata, um, but also what's his role like as their CISO. Um, you know, obviously as a early stage startup, Ross has uh, a lot of sort of customer facing responsibility where he's working to sort of understand customer's vision for what they're looking to accomplish with automating security compliance. Um, so he's got some really interesting perspectives, not only on the market, but on the company and uh, managing their internal security program as well. So hope you all enjoy. Well, the party is off to a good start. Ross, thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to the show. How's it going? It's going well. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Well, um, yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to, to sit down and, and chat. Um, I guess as a, a way to kick off, why don't you tell us maybe a little bit about yourself and, and what you do? Yeah, so my name is Ross Hausman. I'm the CISO for a company called Drata that's in the security and compliance space. I'm also a member of the Silicon Valley CISO Investment Group, which is an angel investing group that invests in security startups. Uh, also a member of uh, the Information Security Leadership Foundation, which is a large group of CISOs that is focused on providing uh, training and scholarships to people that want to get in the information security space. and. Uh, Lastly, I kind of also uh, helped lead and organize the uh, Bay Area CISO Unconference. Uh, if you've never heard of it, it's a little private gathering for CISOs. It's a non-sponsored event, but it's where we get together uh, and learn from each other. And we uh, organize topics and, and chat through and just share great information. Uh, I've been in the security space for a long, long time, uh, back when you know we had this free anonymous Slack thing called IRC. Uh, and, you know, uh, have been in security and cloud ever since. Cool. Okay. Wow. Quite a few things to, uh, to keep you busy. Um, how long yeah. have you been with Drata? Well, it, uh, it feels like a, a longer time than it has been, but it's only been a month. Uh, and it's been a fantastic month. Uh, we're, we're growing just so quickly and, uh, the team is amazing and, uh, it's been great working with a lot of our customers. Cool. Okay. And how'd you kind of find your way there? You mentioned being in the industry for a while, but how'd you end up at Drata? Yeah. Um, so, you know, a couple of ways. Uh, one, you know, SVCI made an investment in Drata. Um, so we looked at the market. Uh, we looked at the market opportunity, the risks, the other companies in the space, uh, you know, what, what Drata is solving, the technology of the team. And we said, hey, this is where we're going to put our investment in. Uh, and we did a lot of due diligence there. And, you know, Drata just came out on top. As part of that, um, you know, uh, Drata was also looking for a CISO to come in and help kind of, uh, you know, mature the product and the company in the security space. And so, uh, you know, after due diligence was done and we went through all of that, uh, I decided to apply and I met with our, our great, you know, co-founders of Adam, Troy, and Daniel. 
had a really, really deep technical interview. Uh, Daniel, Daniel and, and Dave, one of our VPs of engineering is, uh, they're very technical people and uh, they went, they went pretty deep in our interview and it was a fantastic opportunity. And so, you know, I decided to join after that uh, because I really believe in the mission and what we're doing and our product and where we're going. Cool. Okay. And I know it, it just got announced, I think fairly recently, maybe the last couple of weeks or maybe six weeks or so. Um, but Drada just raised a, a series A. Um, yep. So I'm, I'm curious to hear maybe after your first couple of months at Drada and sort of comparing life as a CISO there to maybe life as a you know, security professional, security leader at maybe a larger organization or one that is not going through as rapid of a growth plan. Yeah, I mean, so there's always difference in, in going to startups, right? Uh, versus being at a big company. I've been at large companies like VMware and Cisco and built and led the cloud security team at JP Morgan Chase. And the difference there is, you know, there's established processes, procedures, technologies, uh, there's embedded uh, teams that uh, may or may not want to change where when you're coming into a startup, it's really greenfield a lot of times. And you get to kind of define uh, what your roadmap's gonna look like and what your security posture and what things you're going to really go focus on. Uh, luckily with, with Drata, when, when I came in, uh, Daniel, our co-founder and Dave and, and the rest of the engineering team had already really built a, a a good security posture in place. They they built everything with security in mind. And so, you know, in a lot of other startups, you get there and you're like, what the heck are you all been doing? Like, there's yeah. nothing here. Uh, you know, why, why are you doing things this way? And so I didn't have that experience, right? Um, I came in and it's like, okay, now we have a great security posture in place. Let's, let's keep maturing it and building upon it. Cool. Okay. And you mentioned a couple of different areas in terms of like a larger company having sort of more established processes and maybe some, some good and bad things that, that may come with that. But what do you see as sort of the, the skills or the characteristics or the traits that maybe like you learned or instilled in some of your maybe experiences earlier in your career that you're really leveraging today in a startup? Yeah, uh, one of the things that I, I really believe in, uh, and, and you can see this in uh, larger companies, is security professionals need to be where the engineers are, and they need to have the, the skills that the engineers do. Um, oftentimes, in, in bigger security companies, I've seen, you know, kind of ivory tower security or ivory tower architecture where you have people that don't really understand the, the technology or the, the underlying thing that's happening, trying to make edicts around what you should be doing with it. And it really slows things down and it makes for a frustrating experience for the engineers. And so for me, I've stayed you know, really technical, uh, you know, along with a lot of security professionals, I've gone and get AWS certified and you know, really spend a lot of time in the cloud and understanding the technologies. And it's one of the things that I made my entire team at JP Morgan Chase do is every single one of our security people had to go get AWS certified uh, so they could understand and work alongside those engineers and not just give them, you know, 
edicts from kind of over the top but that would frustrate those teams. So I think really understanding the technology helps. Yeah, okay. And how about, you know, in Drada's case, and I understand like from, from the examples you've shared of like your interview process, right? And having a more, more technical interview um, yeah. as sort of one of the components, but how about in cases when maybe folks are, are not technical, right? How do you go about taking like a complex and highly technical domain like security and talk about it with folks who are maybe not technical experts? Yeah, I think it's one of the, the great things that I, I got to learn kind of at, at a big bank, right? Was they really teach you that executive presence and how to manage up and how to distill things into bite-sized pieces that people, people can take. Um, you know, one of the major projects that really wanted to get done was around container security. And so to do so, right, we, we built this platform around cloud and container security. And then we went and basically did a roadshow and went to all the lines of business and said, here's what we're building. Here's how it's gonna make you go faster. Here's how it's gonna make you more secure. And here's how it's gonna, you know, alleviate all of your compliance and, you know, manual processes that you do today. And by the end of that roadshow, and this include, you know, global, global CIOs, global CTOs, lines of business, everyone was like, when? Like, I want this tomorrow. When do I get it? It wasn't like, oh man, security, you know, sucks. I don't want to add this thing. It's give it to me now because I want my teams to go faster. And if we as security individuals uh, and organizations can think about like, how do I enable uh, my, my teams to go faster and use cloud and container and compliance and automation technologies to do so, like we're all going to be in a lot better space and everyone's going to be much happier with security. Yeah. Cool. That's a great story. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sure, you know, Roger, Roger Hale from you know, one of your fellow SVCI CISOs, he had a similar story and I had him on uh, a couple of months ago now, but he talked about and sort of in a, a half joking, but, uh, you know, I think genuine way was joking that he's in information security sales because yeah. what he's doing is selling the business on why this is important and why it must be done now. But it seems yeah. to be in alignment with what you were just saying. Absolutely. Roger's spot yeah. on there. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's talk a little bit more about Drata. Um, I know we've talked like conceptually about, you know, series A and rapidly growing company, but um, tell me a little bit more about what the company does. Yeah, so today Drata is a security and automation uh, compliance platform. Um, and we you know, integrate with uh, 50 different services today uh, to automatically pull information and help companies uh, along their SOC 2, ISO, upcoming with uh, HIPAA, PCI journeys. And we're doing this continuous security assessment and continuous security monitoring to let you know like, hey, this control that you say you have, uh, it's, it's working or hey, it's not working. You better go fix it, right? Uh, I don't know how many audits uh, you've been through, but I've been through, you know, SOC 1, SOC 2, SOC 3, HIPAA, PCI, uh, FedRAMP, FISMA, TrueSight. And one of the things that uh, a lot of companies uh, have, they, they have 
all these control frameworks and processes and policies, but they have no way to monitor, like, are we actually doing what we say we do, right? And so that's really what what Drata is focused on today. And, you know, it's a key tenant of something that I've been very passionate about, which is letting the robots do the work. Like, let's get out of the way. Uh, Let's automate as much as we can and use that automation to, to benefit our business and our security posture. Um, the, the, the thing that really brought me to that was, you know, I had the ability to chat with uh, Steve Schmidt, the, the Amazon CISO. And I was like, hey, Steve, how, how do you guys do compliance? Like you are the largest infrastructure in the world. Uh, you know, how are, how are you doing this? And his response was, we automate everything, right? We have a developer team just focused on compliance automation. And that's how we do our compliance. And if you think about it, that's what Drata is doing for companies, right? A lot of companies can't have developer teams around compliance automation or security automation. And so that's the gap we're really trying to fill. And that's why I was so excited to join the company and be a part of this journey. Cool, okay. Well, you know, I can imagine sort of the customer profile could be sort of anyone, right, who has to be compliant with any of those standards you just mentioned. But I guess as far as what what you've seen to date, who is maybe the sort of typical customer profile? Yeah, I think we're our our ideal customer profile. And this is a a great thing you kind of mentioned, like uh, every security person, if you're in B2B sales, if you don't know what your ideal customer profile is from your sales team, please go ask them. It's, it's actually really important you understand this. And so I think for us, it, it's cloud first companies uh, that, you know, probably more mid-market, uh, we can go up to large business, but that are very cloud focused today and are focused on the, the automation aspects of cloud. So if you look at, at Drata, there's a lot of there's a lot of tools out here, right? A lot of cloud security tools and things like that. But but Drata is more holistic. It looks at your entire stack, right? So we're not just plugging into your AWS environment or your G Suite or your Azure. We're plugging into your HRAS if you're using Gusto or or Bamboo HR or something like that. We're plugging into Google Workspace or Microsoft 365. We're plugging into your CI/CD pipeline, so your your GitHub, your Bitbucket, your GitLab, and we're monitoring the controls kind of holistically in the end across your environment to give you that picture: Am I doing the right security things? Is my compliance program actually doing the things that I say? Um, and, and that's really you know our our main mission here. Okay, and. In your role, do you get to interface with customers or, or prospects much at all? All the time. I mean, yeah. that's that's part of the sales process, right? <laughs> like, uh, so you mentioned Roger Hale, you know, doing uh, kind of inside security sales. Part of it is also outside security sales. Uh, you have to go talk to customers and have to understand what their needs are. So absolutely. Yeah. Has that been uh, something you've done in like prior experiences? Yeah. Yeah, especially at the last role, uh, I was at, you know, a company called Sigma Computing, uh, which is in the data analytics BI space. Uh, It's an amazing company, uh, but our our ideal customer profile was a lot different. 
where it was just large enterprise. And large enterprises have large security questionnaires. They have massive security and architecture teams, and all of them want to talk to you. So yeah. uh, spending a lot of time with those teams and getting them comfortable around our security posture and how we kept them secure and using our product. Yeah, cool. Has, how has that helped maybe influence your security strategy or just how you operate as a CISO, like working closely with customers and hearing from them directly? Yeah, you know, my security strategy is how, how do I enable the business, right? And understanding, you know, what our customers' needs are, but also really what is, what is our sales team's needs, right? What, what markets are you going after? Where do you want to go? And understanding like, what is your one-year timeline look like? Uh, this is something that I really think every information security professional should be going and talking to their sales team and just really understanding this and getting that clear picture. Like for me, you know, Drata has to be compliant itself. We have our, our SOC 2 type 2 today. Uh, the question is, what are the next ones we're going to do? And to me, that's that's partly the sales team uh, and, and understanding and working with them. Now, I think it's really interesting. You have to also have a very informed sales team like we do. Uh, if you go and talk to a lot of, of sales executives, right, and ask them, hey, you know, what are you selling to? The, the answer is going to be enterprise retail or large retail, uh, like 99% of the time. And you're going to be like, but wait, like, our product doesn't really fit in that space or anything like that. So you you have to understand like what is your what is your sales team want and is it the right thing and and help help them work through that. I think also the the funny thing that I've seen in my career is everyone wants FedRAMP. Uh, if you go ask anybody, it's like we need to go get FedRAMP. Why? Because there's large contracts involved and you can go win those. I think every security person should ask when this comes up, do we really want to go get FedRAMP? You know, what does your sales pipeline actually look like? Well, do you have any customers? Well, no, we just want to go in the space. Uh, do you really? You're probably going to spend a million dollars to go get FedRAMP, you know, certified. Uh, you probably want to have some pipeline in there uh, to, to offset that cost. Do you understand how that's going to impact your engineering team and your sales team and your business teams. Like uh, FedRAMP isn't just something you go get willy-nilly. It's actually a huge impact to the business. So please understand like what you're what you're actually trying to do there. Yeah, cool. How about from a, a product standpoint? I mean, I would imagine like the insights that you get or you know have the ability to you know help influence and form sort of the product strategy. But could you speak about that for a bit too? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I have been digging into our product pretty heavily and we're having the discussions around, uh, where do we go next, right? Like, obviously we're going to continue to add frameworks and we're going to continue to add integrations, uh, because those are core to our product. Well, what, what are the other features and add-ons and things like that, that we can add uh, that give our customers immediate value to our overall platform, right? And so spend a lot of time with, uh, you know, Daniel, our CTO, and Adam, our CEO, and we talk to customers and, you know, we have some ideas around features and no, I can't tell you about it, but 
uh, we, we definitely spend a lot of time going to existing customers or other CISOs and say, hey, here's our idea. Here's a wireframe mock-up of it. What do you think? And really, really hear their feedback and or focus on, hey, does, is this fitting the need that you have? Uh, you know, what, what things would you change about it? What other features would you add? And, and also, what would you pay for it, right? Like that should always be a question uh, for, for security teams or business teams. Cool, sounds interesting. Well, um, with the little bit of time we have left, I wanna step into the rapid fire round. Um, so sure. basic premise for this is, I ask you a couple of quick questions and you share whatever comes top of mind. Sound good? Okay, sure. Cool. All right, first one, what book are you currently reading? Uh, I just read Ben Horowitz's uh, new book, The Harder oh. Things About Hard Things, or is that it? Yeah, yeah so, The Hard Thing About Hard Things, yeah. Yeah, so that was the first one. He, he just yeah. released his second one. Um, oh, I didn't I even realize really, that, cool. Yeah, I, 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 I really loved his book. Um, it's been uh, a fantastic read, and I think every, every information security professional should go and read it. Sweet. Add it to the list. All right. Next one. What is uh, the worst piece of security advice you've ever received? Oh, man. There's, there's been so much. Um, I, I honestly don't know. Uh, I try and just let that stuff go out of my head. I'll tell you the, the worst things I've seen, though, uh, from security people is, you know, I was at a, a Google uh, financial CISO conference, and there was an individual who stood up uh, that was a CISO at some financial institution in New York and said, I don't believe in cloud, it's insecure, and, uh, you know, we'll never use cloud. And my answer was like, or my thought was like, why the hell are you here then? Like, go home. Yeah. Uh, you're a hindrance to your business. Like, uh, people are moving to, towards cloud. You should understand it, uh, and, and you should move forward. Yeah, cool. All right. Last piece of our last question is if you could go back in time and meet with your your 20 year old self, what advice would you give him? Um, I would tell him something that was told to me uh, or, or really uh, kind of taught to me. Um, so I worked for a, a gentleman named uh, Pat Opet. Uh, who's now the global CISO for JP Morgan Chase, a uh, fantastic individual. And, and in your in in working in these type of environments, they're very high pressure, right? You feel the weight of the world on you because you're responsible for large banks, cloud uh, security posture and you know uh, breaches and stuff like that can get very public and very visible. and there's just a lot of pressure there. And you know, I think Pat could sense it at one time and he, uh, he took me aside and said, you know, Ross, you know, the bank's all about risk. Uh, we're gonna take risk and that's okay. Like every day we take risk by giving a credit card or giving a loan or, uh, you know, uh, opening a bank account with somebody. That's, that's what risk is all about. And it's okay to take that risk. We're, we're okay with that. It really changed my mindset because I was a, a very risk adverse person, right? I didn't want to take risk and um, understanding like, hey, businesses are okay with that. Uh, they just want to take smart risk. They want to take informed risk. 
And so to me, that's probably why I would tell myself, don't, don't stress yourself out about risk. It's okay. I love it. Cool. Yeah. Well, Ross, it was really good to meet you, man. Thank you so much for joining me on the show and congrats again on, on the new gig. Sounds like it's off to a good start and exciting future as well. Hey, thank you so much.